Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Seating your dimly lit room where, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound, and today, midweek, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the president of Taiwan, whose name I meant to look up. Okay. Well, why is the president of Taiwan our general manager? She's doing a little tour, including stopping at the United States, in the United States, and uh, China is vowing swift and horrible repercussions for that act of going where she wants brave woman tough job that's right she's a gal a chick president wow what will they think of next hang on a second joe's a looking at the name president to be uh, respectful Tsai ing-wen there you go president Wen. uh president of taiwan since 2016 how y'all doing lots to talk about big finish here here we go come on now kick it in So is there any way we can make a household name out of the first police officer that got there at the shooting there in Nashville, who is the one that directed his uh, buddies to go on in the building as they were being shot at? And within five minutes of arriving, the shooter was dead, as opposed to the Uvalde way of doing it, where you show up and hide behind your car for an hour and then lie to the press about being shot at and lie about equipment you didn't have and everything else? Likewise, Lakeland, Florida, sure, yeah. Anyway, we can make a household name out of this guy who clearly had such an impact on... That might have been the whole ballgame right there. 
is his his thing was no get together the three of us now and then they go and they go 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 yeah it was an amazing example of courage and uh just thank god for that officer and and his compatriots who followed his lead um running toward the danger and ending the danger to all those poor people if only they could have gotten there sooner but uh true heroism right but you know as we know from following these things it could have been the difference between you know uh, three kids dead and 30 kids dead depending on how long it takes to get in there so that uh, that is really amazing and uh, i i hope we uh, when they finally release the names and all that sort of stuff that that you know we pay the kind of attention to that that we do to the killers and you know everybody used to at least memorize the names of these freaking psychopaths um and be able to quote them for years to come so we haven't seen the manifesto from this psycho yet no no i have a feeling that if it was a anti-trump or if it was a pro-trump screed we would have seen the manifesto already might have leaked already certainly um i'm not sure i need to know much now no, no, no. When I, everybody's I, at such a fever pitch, but I see your point, of course. I don't believe in the manifestos or what these people were thinking about, really. Um, but uh, we seem to be fairly selective on whether or not we focus on what their attitudes were. Yeah, a lot of the news coverage is absolutely loathsome. A lot of the commentary online, of course, you know, commentary online, you just have to get up in the morning realizing it's going to be loathsome and that there are awful, awful people. That's on them, not on you. Try not to take it personally. But, yeah, the amount of sarcasm and, and hate directed at uh, Christian people or anybody who, who suggests praying for the victims, is uh, it's astounding. We're, we're, you know, there's a lot of hate in the world right now. There are people who spend all day seething with hatred, which is a hell of a way to live your life. So this child murderer had seven guns all purchased legally, parents had told her, him, what's the media? Her. It's a woman. Um, the, uh, the parents had told her, you can't, we don't think you ought to have guns, and thought that she had gotten rid of her guns, um, but she uh, stashed, was buying and stashing seven guns, including the three that were used in the shooting. Um, she uh, was under the care of some sort of doctor about some sort of emotional disturbance. Can uh, practically so, guarantee she was on one or more psychoactive drugs. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what we do with that information or how relevant it is because uh, we've talked about the statistics. Something like one out of a four adults in America is on some sort of drug uh, for you know depression or anxiety or whatever. The numbers are incredible and. A doctor is always the one who prescribes it. So saying a doctor had, you know, is under a doctor's care. Okay, we're all under a doctor's care. So I, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know if that's being overblown or not. The the one aspect that that I've not heard anybody bring up, and I remember this from one of the horrifying shootings a while back. And I realize this is a dangerous territory to get into, but this is a 28 year old living with mom and dad. Uh, remember that one of the shooters, I think it was Buffalo, but I don't remember which one, was a full-on grown-up living with mom and dad in the basement, and the parents right. quoted as saying, I don't, I wanted to go down there and see what he's doing, but he said we couldn't. Uh, a grown-up living in my house, I get to go into the basement, I get to go in your, I get to do whatever I want in my house. 
if you're still living in my house when you're 28 years old. And I just wondered what was going on in this particular case with the 28-year-old living at home and haven't heard any mention of a job. Guns are expensive, especially some of the guns that this woman had. How did you buy seven guns, which would be minimum $7,000, I think, um, uh, without a job or, you know, what, what was going on in that dynamic? The only description I heard of any sort of occupation was artist. There, Yeah. 28-year-old troubled would-be artists don't have a lot of money. So, yeah, I wonder what was going on with that. And I'm not trying to blame the parents, but uh, uh, just what what's going on with that dynamic of your grown-up kid is living in your house and doing all kinds of things you don't know about? Or uh, there was a quote I saw in the New York Post last night that she headed out the door with the bag with the guns in it, headed to the school to murder children. And uh, mom said, what's in the bag? And the the quote in the newspaper was um, uh, wouldn't uh, she wouldn't answer the question or something like that. I don't know. You live in my house as a grown up. You're going to answer a lot of my questions. Yeah, that's okay. I hear you. But a lot of people are physically afraid of their kid or their kid who's 28 years old. Or what are you going to do if in that scenario? I don't know. She she doesn't answer the question, just keeps walking. I mean, I hear you. But what are you going to do? I don't know. I would just like to know more about the dynamics of if you have a grown-up kid who's sullen and angry and quiet and living in the basement and marshalling weapons. Is there some way we can know about that? Yeah. Well, I would like to. I'd sure like to know if I had somebody living in my house who's got seven guns that I have no idea they have. Yeah, but yeah, I I hear you. And then, you know, red flag laws is somebody under the care under the care of a doctor being prescribed for emotional distress. Like I said, God, gazillions and gazillions of adults are we're we going to take away constitutional rights because you're on uh, Wellbutrin because you're depressed and you're otherwise perfectly normal. We can't do that. No, no, clearly not. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where we're coming to. The only thing I'm willing to. Uh, um, boy, and here comes the hate text. I better stretch and get ready to answer the hate text for this one. Oh boy, um, here we I'm, go. I'm I'm willing to explore the idea of should we be ought to be able to buy AR-15s, mostly because my right wing gun nut buddy who let me shoot his AR-15, who is in a, who is a law enforcement adjacent, I'll just say that doesn't think human beings or uh, regular people ought to be able to have that gun. So if he thinks that, I was surprised by that. But so I don't I don't know the answer to that question. I don't even know if it's doable legally speaking but that was one of the guns using that always comes up so that's that's the only one that's the only screaming about a gun law i've heard recently that actually would have an effect on a lot of these shootings let me uh save people the trouble of writing you their angry i'm sure they will anyway but go ahead and try i'm a middle child i bring people together i'm a helper by my nature um so uh somebody you know who sounds like they're a government agent doesn't want citizens to have effective weaponry. It's the whole point of the Second Amendment is gotcha. to protect yourself against uh, tyranny. I thought it was so we can do sports shooting and hunting. That's what I heard yesterday as I heard some congressmen arguing for guns. Ridiculous. Again, I think it would be better off if you just get right to the issue like you stated of why you want to own guns rather than the deflecting to uh, sport rifles and whatever well and i'm just i'm so tired of the conversation 
It has nothing for me. The the whole uh, somebody shouts, why can't we ban assault weapons? As if it's a rhetorical question. It's a specific question with an interesting and fairly complicated set of answers. But nobody has any interest in that discussion. So, uh, you know, Yankees suck. I love the Yankees. That's it. That's what it's become. I don't, you know. Well, the, the Yankees yell do at suck, each other. But, knock yourself out. Um, they appear to suck, indeed. Uh, yet another shooter, though, with some some level of mental health issues. Though, of course, find find a twenty eight year old in America who doesn't have some level of health mental health issues. I mean, not everybody does, but a lot of people do. So, yeah, one sort or another. Uh, I do think it's interesting, though, uh, flip around the channels, just get an idea of what cable news thinks is an important story today. Fox was big on the bravery of the cops and the people that worked at the school that ran at the shooter and died, which is a good story. And uh, But I noticed on uh, your other cable news channels, they've moved on to other things, probably because the uncomfortableness of the whole trans part of this. I got a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Or they've moved on to stories like, Uh, People in the transgender community in Nashville are very concerned about their safety. They don't seem to have a lot of interest uh, whether Christians are concerned about their safety since they were the actual victims. Right. Children, etc. So let's let's think of imaginary could be victims in the future and focus the news coverage on that as opposed to the actual victims. Very we gotta, recently. we got to start the show officially. We have a lot more on that angle, which is danged interesting. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it get to be Wednesday, March 29th, the year 2023? We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially. The show starts according to FCC regulations and rules and crap at Mark. The men and women of the Border Patrol, they've never had a political leader undermine them. They despise you, Mr. Secretary, because you're willing to let children be raped to follow political orders. This is a crisis. What the senator said was revolting. I'm not going to address it. Well, See, old... people coming together to solve the problems of America. That That's fairly over more the, of. Fairly over-the-top rhetoric from Ted Cruz talking to uh, Secretary Mayorkas about the border. we got more on that coming up later, too. We need more of that sort of talk, not less. Listen <laughs> to you quailing and flinching at what needs to be said. Wow. <laughs> Quailing and flinching in the morning. Um, how does mail spine transplant? Up? Spine transplant for Mr. Armstrong. We need more of that. It's it's good. I'm trying to decide what uh, direction to take it. Oh, we need more of that. Yes, so much to talk about today. Hope you can stay with us. Text line four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Opinion face in the Wall Street Journal today on how China has never been better positioned to defeat the U.S. Navy. We'll talk more about that later. Super. Super. Another cheery topic for us. <laughs> I'm going with sports talk. I'm going to handicap each team in uh, each of baseball's divisions for the upcoming season. I'm excited about that. The baseball. Who is the favorite? Do you know? I don't. I have okay. no idea. So you're talking about ah. your uh, hind end. You don't even know. Yeah. I'll plagiarize somebody. Doesn't matter. Uh, here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Once again with George Orwell. People can only be happy when they do not assume that the object of life is happiness. Say Holy that cow. Orwell. For the win. Can you say it again? People can only be happy when they do not assume that the object of life is happiness. Mm. Gotcha. I assume he would say it's service? Um, learning? Personal growth? Yeah, helping others. Um, if you've never Getting read- as much money as possible. Get your money up. And sex. If you haven't uh, read The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama, I've recommended it, I don't know how many times, to so many people. But it uh, was really a, a life-changing book for me. But it gets, it's basically that. Tim the Lawyer just recommended um, very strongly Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. I read that. He's uh, a Holocaust survivor. During COVID at some point, I read that. Really? Yeah. Well, you're a well-read chap. I mostly read the sports pages so I could handicap each of the teams in Major League Baseball's divisions. Coming up, stay with us. But then Here's not actually do it. I might. Drop us a note. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Here's your guide to being interviewed by artificial intelligence uh, from Sean. If uh, the AI, we are talking about how this is a trend now. You'll do a video interview, and it will be with AI. It won't be with a human being. What? If AI asks what your greatest weakness is, respond, I tend to put too much stock in what computers say and discount the opinions of flesh coworkers. 
And if AI asks you where you see yourself in five years, go with, I'd really like to be, you know, loyally serving an AI mastermind, perhaps on a field of shattered skulls. <laughs> oh, my God. Those are some good tips, Sean. Thank you for passing those along. <laughs> oh, jeez. This is really well written from Richard in San Jose, California. While home defense and hunting are all legitimate reasons for gun ownership, the primary reason for the Second Amendment is for the people to defend themselves against an overbearing government. The term well-armed militia is you and me. Uh, every able-bodied male and female should be armed as protection from tyranny. And uh, and he goes into some detail, which I'm afraid we don't have time for, but he points out that uh, a, a, a crazed shooter, a so-called active shooter, can kill 5, 10, 50 people. A government with an unarmed populace can tell kill tens of thousands or millions. One only needs to read a history book. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I think we set records every month during the pandemic for selling guns in this country. I think most people were buying for self-defense. But the Second Amendment is for a tyrannical government. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. That has killed, or several of them have killed tens of millions of people in the 20th century alone. Sure. Start with China. Move to the Soviet Union in terms of uh, researching that, if you'd like. If you missed another hour of this show, you can get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Researchers developed new smart leggings that tell you when it's time to take a break from working out. <laughs> <laughs> While your regular jeans tell you when it's time to get back to the gym. You know I mean? <laughs> smart leggings, you know it's weird when you're talking to your trainer like, I think someone just hacked my pants. <laughs> That's crazy. 
Smart leggings tell you when to take a break. Your jeans do tell you when you've taken too many breaks. Too many cake breaks. Yeah, even the stretchy jeans, they uh, they have no patience for your excuses. <laughs> uh, a, f- a friend of mine uh, tweeted out the other day, uh, speaking like a child and saying, oh, it looks like I've gr- outgrown these pants. <laughs> Wow. You shouldn't outgrow your so pants. so big. Yes, you shouldn't outgrow your pants as an adult, you see. Speaking of food, scientists have grown mammoth flesh to make a prehistoric meatball. Stay tuned. Ew. Um, so, Wall Street Journal opinion piece by this guy who was the deputy secretary, undersecretary of the Navy or something, and has written several books about it. It doesn't really make any difference. Uh who said uh, who says the united states is not ready for um a, a, a conflict with china with this quote in the middle it china in, enjoys a growing advantage in geographic position fleet size and missile numbers china stands a better chance now than it ever has of defeating the us and its allies in a major war that on the heels of what we all saw on 60 minutes Sunday before last about the Chinese Navy. And it's uh, I hope I hope the right people are paying attention to this. Good God. Well, and I hope honestly, and this is the hope you have to rest on in these things historically, is that China sees the costs of war is far too high. And so they just won't go there. Deterrence is how you win wars by them not starting. So, you know, that's what I hope. Well, this guy comes down to that, who can sink the most ships. Oh, God help us. Yeah, this guy's arguing that she has uh, watched, has observed history, has the Soviet Union as a model to look at. And the Soviet Union thought, well, well, we'll just wait until we have a more powerful military, until we attack. And how that didn't work, took too long, and how China is going to strike while the iron's hot, while they have an advantage or at least parity. And that's why an attack on Taiwan is coming soon. So I don't know. Wow, I hope he's wrong. I hope he's wrong. So the uh, president of Taiwan, Tsai Ing-wen, uh, a woman, um, has, uh, has plans to visit the United States, including Los Angeles. She is going to meet with Kevin McCarthy on Wednesday the 5th, allegedly, and said the spokesperson for the, the, uh, the, the commies uh, Taiwan Affairs Office, we firmly oppose this and will take resolute countermeasures. I assume they always kind of half shout. That's the way they're. I mean, it's, uh, the Chinese government doesn't say anything that doesn't look like it's in all caps. Just the way they word it, right? So uh, they, uh, so they, yeah, exactly. So they go with an all caps tweet, more or less. Taiwan shouldn't visit the United States. Sad. The official cautioned the U.S. to refrain from arranging Tsai Ing-wen's transit visits and even contact with American officials. It also emerged, uh, it urged Washington, rather, to take concrete actions to fulfill its solemn commitment not to support Taiwan independence. All right. All right. Although the last time when uh, Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan, China jumped ugly. I mean, they, they sent hundreds, wasn't it hundreds of fighter flights into Taiwan's uh, defense perimeter? Not into their airspace, but you know, pretty much put their finger right in front of Taiwan's nose, said, hey, 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 how do you like this, huh, huh, huh? And so ships, they are belligerent. And ships circling their island, and the, the Taiwanese president 
uh, told Kevin McCarthy not to come because of the response they got out of Nancy Pelosi going there. And, and she's a hawk on China. But um, it worked. China's belligerent worked. Scared off our uh, Speaker of the House from going to Taiwan. Now, China has vowed to absorb Taiwan back into the warm, loving, nurturing Chinese family. As to her, the president's interest in that, she said, quote, I want to tell the whole world democratic Taiwan will resolutely safeguard the values of freedom and democracy and will continue to be a force for good in the world, continuing a cycle of goodness, strengthening the resilience of democracy in the world. External pressure will not obstruct our resolution to engage with the world. Okay. I wonder how all this plays in China, domestic, uh, you know, the, the, the commie newspapers that everybody reads. I wonder what they say. Uh, I'm sure that is obtainable information, but uh, how are they framing this? Boy, I'm, my Mandarin has really slipped in terms of my ability to read newspapers. Yeah, yeah. You ask which way to the bathroom, you think, and they send you to a shoe store, and just, <laughs> yeah, it's inconvenient, then you have to pee in the shoes. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing in China they portray Taiwan as like a breakaway republic, under the sway of the evil outsiders, the Western, the Westerners. Because um, I'm trying to think why. I mean, like if uh, now, granted, we fought a war to stop various places from defecting or essentially from, uh, you know, dissolving the union. But if I mean, if like uh, I'm trying to think what would be. I mean, if well, Hawaii is inconvenient because of the importance of the military bases there. But, I mean, if Alaska was dead set on uh, becoming an independent country, I don't know if I'd be the, that upset. Of course, we get a lot of natural resources there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not calling for Alaska to secede. <laughs> I'm just... Of course, you've got to frame it there was a communist takeover of China. Right. We haven't had a communist takeover, so it's, it's difficult yeah. to reverse the roles. I've got a question for you about China. I came across this yesterday. Maybe you have the answer. This has been driving me crazy for years. This is something I need to look into. This is a blank spot for me in terms of uh, debates. Ian Bremmer tweeted this out, and people always make a big deal out of this. It's a map Coming of, up, we'll break down the NL Central. It's a map of... As the news car- is too, too, too depressing. Yes, okay. The map. Ian this Bremmer's is, the map. Here we go. Here it is. This is important that you come up with the proper rhetoric to defend this because I never can figure out what the answer is. Um, mm. It's incarcerate, incarceration rates per capita globally. And Ian Bremmer says, not a shocker, but still hard to see. And it's the story that you always hear about how we have more people locked up per capita than any country in the world. Our only peer is, I think, it's Saudi Arabia. Um, and you look at the map, and the dark red is the the countries that really lock people up a lot, and then fewer people, much fewer people in China and Russia and a whole bunch of these other countries, and then uh, of course hardly lock anybody up in Canada and a variety of other places. What, what? So I believe that that's statistically the measurable numbers you can get true. But well, first of all. How many people in the United States are walking around thinking we got way too many people in jail? I know, I know, I know that's a popular thing on the left, but I think the majority of Americans don't think we have way too many people in jail. I just, we have more people in jail because we have more crime. 
But, but just, well, okay, well then, if that's true, then why do we have more crime than all of these other countries in the world that I'm looking at? First of all, th- th- why, why do you take r- Russian and Chinese statistics seriously when they talk about how many people they have in jail? That's ridiculous. It's inexcusable. Or, any of the, or most of these Middle Eastern or African countries. Why do you take them seriously at all with their statistics of how many people are in jail? Sure. But even but even that aside, why do we have so many more people in jail than European countries or uh, is that Iceland or Greenland? I don't know. I can't tell it apart. Australia, which started as a penal colony for crying out loud. Um, do we do we have more crime? Yeah. Why do yeah, we have I think more, so. Why do we have more crime than Australia? Oh, man, that is a complicated discussion. I mean, or, or any of these European countries or, or Canada or any of these places. Why do we have more crime? I don't know. More big cities, more population density, less cohesion socially. I mean, a lot of your we've we've discussed um, this in terms of uh, how a little more socialism than we're comfortable with works pretty well in some like northern European countries. Well, a big part of that is that they're all, you know, the same culture. They agree on virtually all of their cultural norms. So you can install a set of fairly benign rules and people will follow them. They won't exploit the hell out of the system, steal as much as they can, fake applications, because it would be seen as such an incredible betrayal of their people, of their community, of their families. We don't. We have a very individualistic society in the United States, extremely diverse. We've got big cities with a lot of population density. Um, we have also a culture of uh, huge swaths of our culture don't prize education and self-reliance. And, and so I don't know. We, there's a, this great experiment that is the United States, which has granted people so much liberty. A lot of people abuse that liberty. Well, I would like to ask Ian Bremer or others, because I see this all the time and I have my whole adult life and how we lock more people up than any country in the world outside of Saudi Arabia. Um, uh, why? And I still see lots of crimes, so I feel like we need to lock up more people. Are, are, are they making the argument that we have lots of people that shouldn't be locked up, locked up? Do well, we have- unless you're making that argument, uh, uh, you're, you're asking the wrong question. It's a weird misdirection of the conversation. If people commit serious crimes, they should be punished. I think virtually everybody agrees with that. And then you could move on to the conversation of why do we have more crime? Exactly, yeah. But that's different than the why do we have so many people locked up, unless you're making the argument that we have millions and millions and millions of people locked up that shouldn't be, which I don't think is true. Right, right. It's it's like the absolutely idiotic and indefensible I hesitate even to call it a conversation ranting that's been going on in recent years in California in which you simultaneously have a Gavi Newsom type saying we have far too many people incarcerated. Uh, it's it's disproportionate. It's racist. It's uh, lack of equity, blah, blah, blah. We're going to turn loose tens of thousands of people in the name of justice and crime is skyrocketing. Right. I mean, well, you know, my if, belief, if, if you're so blind and nuts that you can say those things. Or, or say that while the other thing is happening, it's difficult to have a conversation with that person. If you commit a crime for which the sanction is a jail term, you ought to be in jail. It's not a complicated question. Blind and nuts. I call it blood. Um Well, you know, my belief is build the schools, not prisons. So, Good we Lord. Just, we just well, go I just vomited. I I now I've, who's going to clean up this vomit? I have that bumper sticker on my Subaru. Build schools, 
not prisons. Um, if you have an answer for this conundrum, why we statistically have more people in prison, according to this map, anyway. Uh, Build text bridges, line. not walls. Stick. <laughs> you have that on your Volvo, and we, we drive around side by side. <laughs> um, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Much more on the way. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Joe with the best clickbait headline that he came across yesterday that he sent to me. It was just too darn good. I knew you'd appreciate that one. Yep. From the New York Post, I make $245,000 a year as the six-foot-one sex giantess, but can't get a real-life date. (laughs) And, you know, then you got to have the self-control to not click on it to see the six-one sex giantess. Well, and in the tease, the tease uh, headline, of course, her bosoms are on display. Oh, you know. God. I know. And 6'1 does not make you a giant. I mean, you're taller than the average woman, yes, but you're She's a giantess. giantess. She's the sex giantess. That's, that's, her, that's her moniker. That's her brand, man. Oh, God. I mean, Budweiser isn't literally some sort of monarch who commands beer land, but they call themselves the king of beers, right? Bud Heavy is an underrated beer, by the way. That is a fine American Pilsner. Regular Budweiser? Regular. Bud Heavy, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to Bud Light. Yeah. Anyway, moving along. It pairs nicely with mammoth meatballs. This is something. Here's this Australian cultivated meat company. They grow meat. 
and they ultimately want to mix and match cells from unconventional species to create new kinds of meat. And so these these Australian scientists took the DNA sequence from mammoth muscle protein. It was incomplete, so they filled in the gaps in the code with elephant DNA. They then put the, the DNA in the myoblast stem cells from a sheep. I don't know exactly what that is, but it's sheep stem cells, uh, which replicated to grow 20 billion cells to grow the mammoth meat. But they're afraid to eat it. Really? Yeah. They're thinking um, the ancient protein, uh, humans uh, haven't, seen this protein for thousands of years and they're afraid it could be like really bad for you even deadly meat don't do it well if nonetheless it's, they have grown a mammoth meatball i'm looking at a photograph right now if it's too scary to eat I, I isn't it too scary to have it grow and exist at all mm, like sitting on a shelf you think it's gonna like leap at you and attack you or what do you mean well i don't know does it carry anything that's going to react differently to uh, i don't know diseases or anything in our current uh world that's going to cause problems you fear some sort of ancient mastodon covid yeah coming exactly out. Yeah. yeah like bird flu mastodon flu that would be uh, really really unfortunate uh, so the scientists say we haven't seen this protein for thousands of years we have no idea how our immune system would react when we eat it uh, but if we did it again, we would certainly do it in a way that would make it more palatable to regulatory bodies. They said it was ridiculously easy and fast, completed in a couple of weeks. Their initial aim, Jack, was to make dodo meat, dodo bird meat. But the DNA sequences to do this currently do not exist in a form that they could use. I hate it when you go to a restaurant, you go to order the dodo meatball. And they say, I'm sorry, we're out of dodo meatballs. And you look at your watch, you're like, it's 6.05. How are you out of anything? Then they say, the mammoth meatballs are very good, and you have to go with that. I think they say, we're out of dodo. It went extinct in the early 1900s. I think that's what they say. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, Let's see. Uh, So they went with making a mammoth meatball because the mammoth is a symbol of diversity loss and a symbol of climate change. All right. What? You just took a fun story and turned it awful. It's believed that the animal was driven to extinction by human hunting and a warming world after the last ice age. Yeah, those damn cave people, one, should have been worried about the sustainability of mammoths. Giant hairy elephants, exactly. While they were starving to death, and they should have stopped driving around their SUVs or whatever they were doing to cause the uh, the climate change. It's a good point. Good point. That couple of sentences is utterly idiotic and was printed, one presumes, with a straight face or typed. <laughs> it's a symbol of climate change, is it? Well, it well, is. Climate, the climate well, always changes, and but yeah. Uh, generally, when you talk climate change, you're 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 acting like it's something we're doing. And it's right, over. right. What an interesting, twisted, dishonest sentence that is. All I know is I want an "I heart big hairy elephants" uh, bumper sticker to put on my bumper next to my "Build uh, bridges, not walls." 
and build schools, not prisons. Bumper sticker. Speaking of prisons, we got a whole bunch of texts. So why do we have so many more people locked up than other countries, which is an interesting stat to look into. Maybe we'll get that into that in hour two. In addition to, I want to talk about the media coverage of the most recent horrifying shooting and just some unconscionable things by some of the biggest news outlets. Uh, I've got a question for you that you should be able to answer as, as someone who raised three children. Am I right or am I wrong that lasagna is generally considered a kid-friendly food? Hmm. Isn't lasagna yes. like one of your like go-to kids generally like it foods? I think yes. Yeah, although the, the texture of the ricotta cheese puts off kids sometimes. God, I got lasagna for the kids last night, and they reacted like I was making them eat, I don't know, raw sushi. Mammoth meatballs. Mammoth yeah. meatballs. I said, this is yeah. a kid food. Kids like lasagna. What are you talking about? They just were horrified that I tried to make them eat lasagna. Go with spaghetti and meatballs. It's all yeah. the same stuff. Your right. kids like it more. Um, if you miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.